Are you tired of the same old regurgitated information about high strangeness and want a new perspective? Then you're in luck. Come join Bizarre Conspiracies, where Lisa Conrad Toll and Eric will take you on a wild journey to the unexplored and unexplained. That's Bizarre Conspiracies. Find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Eric Patino, and I am joined by Connor Toll. We have a bit of a delayed Halloween episode for you guys, um, but uh, we have it here nonetheless. I'll I'll have a few ghost stories here, but I am going to talk a little bit about uh, a YouTuber named Tyler Glockner. So it, it's a bit of an internet mystery. It's kind of cool in my opinion, and this is actually someone who I used to watch a lot. Like, even way before I started this podcast. So it'd be interesting to tell you guys about that. And so what do you got, Connor? So I've got a little bit of a tie-in to our previous Halloween uh, history origin story. But it, if you missed our previous episode, that's fine. Uh, it won't. You won't need to go back and review that one. But I'm going to tie that in with a murder of the occult in recent years in America. And... Most importantly, the bizarre, possibly Nazi tie-in to the origins of Halloween. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, yeah. I got a doozy. This is this has been a lot of fun looking up. Awesome. Well, I guess I kind of want to save the ghost stories for kind of like the end of the podcast, just to uh, leave you with some ghostly tales. But I, I do want to start... With the Tyler Glockner. So, I'm actually curious, Connor. Have you ever heard of this guy before? Uh, Tyler Glockner. No? His, he, well, that's his name. His YouTube YouTube channel is called Secure Team 10. Yeah, and I have heard of him. And it was this YouTube channel. I think it at one point had maybe 3 million subscribers. Now it has 2 million subscribers. Hmm. But that's, no videos. That's a fair number. No videos on his channel anymore. And it's been like that for months now. Okay. Let me remind everybody. He's been, he used to upload daily videos, sometimes twice a day, about UFO news, leaked uh, UFO f- uh, footage. He used to do interviews. Um, I- have you ever heard those interviews where they uh, disguise the voice? Yeah. So it, it just sounds like blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, it's not like you're talking through gravel or something like that. <laughs> right, they just disguise the voice to hide the identity. That's what he used to do. He used to do a few interviews, mainly like six to seven minutes worth of uh, news on aliens, UFOs, pretty much anything paranormal that had to do with aliens and UFOs. Never really Bigfoot. Oh, uh, <laughs> But... I mean, daily, right? How many new articles can come out for someone to make daily videos about breaking news about UFOs? I would, I definitely have a struggle. So, yeah. and I, I think, think that it, what really would help is if uh, he had, like you said, 3 million subscribers. And a lot of those people probably would send him tips and that sort of thing. So I think once you get to a, cer- a certain amount with the ball rolling, it kind of starts to carry on its own a little bit. So mm-hmm. that would have be quite an interesting True. thing to go and listen to because, I mean, all the different stories that you'd be hearing from all over the place, I'm exactly. guessing that you'd get urban stories and then you would get folklore. Oh, yeah. You would get little bitty nick of the world, little cut out in the backwoods of, well, back here – Old Joe, uh, mild man, he used to see weird lights, and then one day, <laughs> you know, you'd get everything. Absolutely. So you would get in, uh, you know, people would email you with their UFO stories, and he would make a video about it. Or if you happen to capture uh, some footage of a UFO, I, I've sent uh, Conrad some throughout uh, us doing the podcast. I would send him a video. Oh, look at this UFO. And, uh, you know, there are people who do that. Right. 
they'll yeah. upload they'll upload little clips of what they took and they think it's a UFO. They put it on their Facebook, whatever. Well, this dude would find it, right? He would make a video about it. And he would link the original footage and all that. Well, he, anyways, he did this for a few years, and then uh, one day, just randomly, he stopped uploading for a little while. Like I think it was like a week, maybe. And he was saying there there are people who there's there's he made this whole video about it if i can remember correctly he said there's this van or this car parked outside my house for the last couple of hours and every time i would go try to confront them they would just take off i would get back in my house and i would continue on with my research or whatever and then when he would go back out smoke a cigarette he would notice that car the same car was parked across the street again. So he said he got all this stalking at his house, right? And then that eventually, I guess, faded because he didn't talk about it for a little while, maybe for a couple months. And then one day, he stopped up- uploading again. You can see there's a trend here. Mm-hmm. He stopped up- uploading again, and then he came out with another video saying, I'm sorry I haven't made a video, but here's what happened. I was... The last thing I remember was falling asleep on my couch after making a video for you guys. And then I woke up with an empty bottle, some kind of alcohol or whatever, in my car with the cop arresting me. Hmm. That's his story. That's what he claims, right? He fell asleep in his house, but he woke up in a car with an empty bottle. And so now the cops are arresting him. And then he says, I spent the next, I think he said either 24 or 48 hours in jail. Where he supposedly got beaten by a couple of cops. They just, they were wailing on him. He saw like, I still have bruises. He did, he didn't look like he had bruises because he had a long sleeve shirt on. But he grabs his arm and he's like, I still got the bruises. I was bleeding. They finally let me out with a, uh, what was it? A DUI charge. <laughs> and he's all like, oh, he's like, okay, something's going on, right? Uh-huh. Something weird is happening. Well, Right after that, there was an anonymous call to the police of his town, of his city where he lives. And someone tipped off the cops that he was abusing his wife. Oh. And so the cops came and he explained, well, like with any anybody else in this situation, when the cops are called to come over to a house where there's domestic violence happening against the wife. Mm-hmm. The husband or the guy always, doesn't matter if it's true or not, they always take the guy uh, away from the house uh, into custody. And so apparently he got arrested again. Mm-hmm. The charges got dropped because the wife, you know, was telling the cops, you know, he didn't beat me. Nothing happened. I'm fine. I don't know who called. So they released him. But then, uh, here's the funny thing, right? So he's claiming his innocence. Well, Somebody got a hold of the police damn cash footage of him being pulled over and arrested for swerving on the road. It's like 40 minutes. I can't believe it's this long, but essentially he's driving this Hummer and he's, you know, you can clearly tell he's either falling asleep or he's drunk, right? Because he's just swerving way too much on the road. Cops pull him over and they give him a, what's it called? A sobriety test? Yeah. They give him that. They have him walk the line and all that? They, they have him walk the line, try and touch his nose, all that. And then they arrested him. And so then he came out and says, all right, you know, I, my wife is leaving me because of all this drama that's happening. That's being caused by some known, unknown assailant. Oh, right? wow. And or did you find the video? Uh, no, no, no. I just, oh. that, that's kind of a drastic <laughs> step for his wife to take. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things in this story. So then he comes out after the video comes out. He comes out with his own video saying, all right, look, my wife is leaving me and I got, I drank a little too much, but I wasn't drunk. And this is when the cops assaulted me, right? He's still claiming that the cops just assaulted him. Oh my God. So much drama. So then it turns out, yeah, his wife is leaving him uh, for different reasons. For reasons that have yet to come out, actually. So this is still an evolving story. But then it turns out um, someone copyrighted his entire channel because a logo 
he, that he was using, hmm. which you can pull it up if you just uh, type in Secure Team 10. It's all over Google. You'll see the famous UFO alien logo. Someone copyrighted that logo saying, that's my logo. I created it. He has no right to use it. Hmm. And then, yeah, his videos just disappeared right after that. All of them. Took them all down. Yeah. And so he's saying, he came out with a video, but he uploaded it on a friend's account. And he's saying, oh, this guy is trying to copyright my my logo, my hard work. They're trying to get my channel cut down because I'm trying to reveal the truth about aliens and UFOs and the government, or maybe not the government. Maybe it's the other guys are trying to put me down. Mm-hmm. And so that, that uh, that's what he's claiming right now. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. A, a, a YouTube investigator, right? There's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, he actually dove in to, um, I don't know how he found out, but he found out where he was staying at a hotel, what hotel he was staying at. He found out that this guy <clears throat> was taking all the money that he was earning from YouTube and Patreon and buying himself pizzas taking uh trying to like buy all this stuff to get his wife back i guess because i'm assuming he had an affair that's what i'm thinking okay uh and that he's a drunk that he's an alcoholic that's why the cops arrested him not that they're assaulting him but he he's not giving up his innocence this guy i don't i don't think people understand on youtube ufo related channels don't do very well. So for a guy to have 2 million subscribers, maybe 3 million at one point with nothing but UFOs and aliens, it's huge, right? Yeah. I, do you think he was in some ways targeted and set up? Well, that's kind of what he's claiming. He's claiming that he's, he's being set up, right? Well, okay. Well, which one do you think is more likely that he's being set up or that he, um, Maybe got his popularity went to his head. He started doing his things recklessly. Started going out, having an affair, getting drunk all the time. Exactly. Which one? Which one do you think is? I I think that because he had such a popular channel and he was making quite a bit of money now, uh huh, that it changed him. Uh. And <laughs> he didn't necessarily, uh, you know. It's not uncommon for people in Hollywood, especially in Hollywood. Famous people people will do whatever they want. They have the money. They have the fame. Right. A lot of it goes to your head. There's a, I don't think that anyone can really disagree with that. We've all seen the stories. Right, right. There's a few people that it doesn't seem to affect them and they seem to still be down to earth people, even despite their fame. But for the most part, yeah, it kind of makes assholes out of a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. YouTube popular, uh, being popular on YouTube is still just being generally popular, right? A lot of these guys sometimes get carried over to actual productions. Mm-hmm. They make TV shows. They make a movie a couple times. They get, they get that popular. Somebody like PewDiePie, yeah, he's got like Jack 20 million subscribers. That's insane. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He just recently hit 100 million. PewDiePie? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I, was, I, I still thought he was in his 20 million. No, no, no. There's been dozens of people who passed 20 million. He's still in the lead. About it. Well, sort of. See, he got passed by a, what group was that? There was a group, I think it's called, yeah, T-Series that passed him a while back. Um, mm-hmm. But they're a corporation that releases music. They're like a publishing, a music publishing company. that, And they produce music for many different artists. So a lot of artists po- publish their music on their YouTube account. So, you know. Right, right. Is that really a YouTuber? <laughs> uh technically i suppose that they are part of it but still still hollywood star right still a celebrity in general 
So here's the thing, though. Some something else came out. Somebody recently, because uh, you know how people, certain certain people will archive uh, other people's videos, especially if they get taken down. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. I got some of their videos saved. <laughs> well, someone just happened to save the the videos where he did all the interviews with um, government officials, NASA people. Mm-hmm. Well. They ripped the audio from the from the video. They threw it in a in an audio editor, and they they found out that the guy that he was interviewing was himself disguised. Hmm. So he was literally faking every video, clickbaiting. Clickbaiting's nothing new, right? Every almost every YouTuber does clickbait. Yeah, but to go as far as pretending you're interviewing an actual government official. When you're just interviewing yourself. That's that's insane. And then here's even the worst part about it. Even when that came out, right? Because he's <laughs> on Twitter as well. He came out with a tweet that says, I'm working on a documentary. Uh-huh. That's it. Not even what the documentary's about? Nope. Nope. I mean, we're supposed in to a, assume in that a direct, it's aliens, but... Well, yeah. But in a direct despo- a response to the latest accusations of him... Lying mm-hmm. about his videos, lying about the interviews, uh, constantly canceling uh, his schedules. You know, like I said, he, he stops making videos for a while. Uh-huh. And then he comes back and then he stops again. All, all that is, is his response to all that is, I'm making a documentary that <laughs> I've been working on for a few years now. Now, did he include a GoFundMe account that you can send money to to help? Oh, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there is one, <laughs> like a PayPal link or something. But uh, and then someone else discovered, and and there's plenty of proof. You can just you can go to Google. You can type in Secure Team Ten. There's a bunch of videos about all the shade that he's done and everything that everyone's ever found out. They found they also found out that he tried to be an actor at one point, but failed many of his auditions. So, with all that. And the reason I, I bring it up is because people like that, even though it's YouTube, not necessarily a podcast, but people like that kind of give a bad name to everybody else in that field. Because here we are talking about conspiracy theories, and we do talk about aliens and UFOs a lot. Mm-hmm. But we always try to back it up with articles that come out. And yeah, we speculate on it, and we come up with wild, wild theories of our own, right? Mm-hmm. But we never say, this is it. <laughs> And we don't make up the articles that we read then to make up <laughs> conspiracy theories about. <laughs> that That's too much work, guys. <laughs> and uh, there's no n- shortage of bizarre things in the world to report oh, on. absolutely. No, there's I not. I don't need to be fabricating anything. But it shows you the kind of uh, the business that we're in yeah. with. Well, there's no shortage anywhere of sleazy salesmen peddling their snake oil sure. some form or fashion but it, it always is strange that when somebody shows up selling the snake oil somebody goes well that means all the people who sell something that this snake oil is supposed to cure is our snake oil <laughs> this snake oil that says it's supposed to help you keep uh, uh, hydrated doesn't actually do that it has too much caffeine in it to keep you hydrated. Therefore, anyone who's selling you hydration project is lying. So this bottle of water is actually the same. <laughs> I'm making a little right, bit of right. hyperbole, but. Well, I mean, it's, it's it's true. I mean, we all know that what comes to mind is probably an image of a guy selling some elixir in the back of a wagon on a street, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of, kind of where it came from. <laughs> Take this magic potion to cure all your ailments. It's absolutely wonderful. I will only be here for the next 20 minutes and then I'll be on the other side of the world so you will never catch me. Yeah. Exactly how it goes. And generally most of the time it's just cheap alcohol. <laughs> right. But Which, hey, in, in the uh, prohibition that was all people wanted really. <laughs> I mean... He could have just said he was selling some alcohol and he would have sold it anyway. <laughs> right? Well, he would have gotten arrested if he'd done that. Well, you can, you know, you can get away with well, it. Well, I guess, I guess so. There's um, a, co- 
a famous cartoon that was pr- published in the Great uh, Prohibition that said this, this police officer walks up to a, a lady and says, ma'am, is there alcohol that you're illegally selling in the back of your car? And she says, no, sir, and it's not for sale either. <laughs> no, I think she gave the price. It's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm also not selling it at $5 a bottle or whatever. <laughs> wink, wink. Right. So maybe he could have gotten away with it. Because, you yeah, know, them maybe. cops like to drink too. Absolutely. Hey, you pay them a couple of, uh, a couple of coins, they'll look the other way probably. So that's kind of how I feel about uh, this Tyler Glockner as well. Like if he had just came out with like, even just a small disclaimer on his channel saying, this is pure entertainment, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't have gotten in so much trouble. Yeah, I suppose. I think what would have probably been better is if he had put, you know, somewhere in there that he says, yeah, some of my guests are fictitious, but not all of them. Some of them. Because I'm sure some of his mm. guests weren't mm. fictitious. He probably had a few that weren't. And he doesn't have to say how many are fictitious and how many aren't, but... I think that a lot of people, I know that I'm in that category. A lot of the stuff that I listen to that's conspiracy theory related is mostly just for entertainment purposes. I don't (laughs) necessarily care whether it's true or not. Right, right, right. I mean. It's kind of the perfect balance, too. Oh, how how everything just turns uh, quickly on you, right? So I thought that was interesting. Like I said, I, I would watch this guy. I think I watched them for an entire year before I started the podcast, and I actually looked forward to all of his videos because they were that good. Not that I necessarily believed (laughs) what he was saying was true. Like, I think he came out saying once that they found, uh, (laughs) this was totally ridiculous, they found Atlantis, and they also found the mothership in Atlantis. Mm Mm-hmm. And he and he came out with a location too and everything, and and he used a, a really vague article as the grounds for his video. And so, yeah, if anyone didn't like light research on whatever they heard, they're probably like, oh, okay, well, yeah, there is an article about it. And you don't bother actually reading it, you wouldn't think twice about what he's saying, honestly. But uh, you know, people on the internet, uh, they certainly do like their truth. Well, that's that, that's. Almost a, a whole entertainment medium in its own, just watching people debunk uh, <laughs> uh, lies and that sort of thing. I think sure. one of my favorite is there's this person, there's a bunch of YouTube channels out there that mass pump out these cooking hacks, life hacks, and that sort of thing. Oh, those are the worst channels. Yeah. And there's a channel dedicated, almost, almost dedicated, I'd say like over half of their videos, just them going through and debunking all of them and having a good old fun time at it at the same time. Yeah, it's fun, right? So, yes, I bring it up to so that you don't get worried about everything you listen to, maybe every channel you watch. There are people like us who uh, who will tell you uh, exactly where to find this. We won't, we won't give you total hot chaff, right? I know people t- people love hot chaff. And one of the one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Mysterious Universe. All they talk about is hot chaff. That's their whole that's their whole gimmick. I guess that's a cautionary kind of tale. I suppose is why I want to talk about it. But you know, we can uh, switch over to a Conrad story now. This I do want to hear about this. So, in our previous episode, we talked a little bit about the origins and how uh, it comes from the Celtic and druids religion. Um, and it, it's not a lot known about them because they didn't keep a bunch of records. Most of the, what we know about them actually comes from the Roman empire, which conquered them. And a lot of what was written about the lands that were conquered. It's actually what we know. So what we know about them was seen through the, the Roman, the, and it, it was the, uh, I guess you call it the, not the Holy Roman empire. It was the, Roman Empire after it had become Christian after Constantine I think the the first <laughs> I guess it was Constantine the first I think he changed his name when he converted to Christianity if I remember my history correct and he um. made he made he made uh, Christianity the religion of the Roman right, Empire right. and it was after that so it's after the Catholic Church had been fully established mm-hmm 
and they're now invading uh, the the Celts and the Druids. Druids? Druids? Druids. Druids. That's something else. (laughs) Druids or something else. Druids. Okay. Julius Caesar is actually one of the uh, Caesars who wrote extensively about them, and he, he reported that they would worship their the lord of death on Ooh. halloween and who we, is the lord of death that we don't know his name because they never wrote it down we do know that he is the counterpart to the sun god Belinius, but we don't okay. actually know his name and part of the theory is that the the god of death actually was the archbishop i guess of the the druids and so he would be a man would be the the Lord of the Death, and his spirit was said to travel to the next arch spirit, uh, arch arch um, druid, arch druid, when he died, and so he was an immortal being that had vessels. I see. So that that's one of the theories on why he doesn't have a name, and it's just um, due to some of the things that was written about him. It seems as though the the Lord of the Death is referred to. As a person. So either it's in legend that he would come to earth or uh, number two, he was actually a person who was said to be a deity. Mm -hmm. Now, his holiday was on October 23rd uh, on a holiday called Sowen. And we talked about that a little bit. And a lot of and we we, we discussed about the, 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 the the claims of human sacrifice on that day. A lot of people have said that that was blown out of proportion, and we've. Uh, but Julius Caesar says no; they burned people at the stake. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we do know about the Lord of Death is he was well known for um, using a Beltane, which is means the fire of Baal or Belianus, the the sun god. So, and, and the the story goes that he would use his fire to eat the sacrifices. So some people will say that it's more of a metaphorical thing than actually a literal thing. But generally mm. when somebody's described as a sacrifice and they're being sacrificed to in the sun god's fire, generally that says that they're being burnt alive. Kind of oh, yeah. what that up. Anyway, so all that out of the way, there's one other thing that I came across that we did not pick up in our origin story. Did you know the Celts were the first people to call themselves Aryans? I did not, actually. So, for those who don't know, um, Nazis believe that they were the master race and that all other uh, races were subservient or subhuman to them, and Mm -hmm. they had to pure the world of impure uh, bloodlines to, uh, I don't know, achieve something? I actually don't know. (laughs) But in their goal to expel... The the pure sure, they the wanted un-pure. they wanted the pure Aryan race right yeah well I don't know what the goal of having a pure oh I don't race know. is anyway so that's what most people think of when they think of Aryans because that's what they called that's what the name of the race was and that comes from the Celts who said that they were the the Aryans and they they had a bit of a superiority complex about it as well but I, I guess I guess that wasn't too much of a deal. Because the Romans didn't talk about it a whole lot. But then again, the Romans had a bit of a superiority complex. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the Romans and you've just conquered somebody and they say that they're, you know, the master race or whatnot, you're probably not going to pay all that much attention to it. Be like, yeah, they kind of think that. And I'm guessing if you're a Celt and you just got trounced by the Romans who have more improved technology and better coordination and a lot of other things, you're probably going to have a lot of doubts on that idea of mm. being the master race. Anywho. Um, but now this is where you start getting the big leaps. Uh, it, what, isn't it weird that the, the Celts are, were in what would be later become the Dutch and the Dutch out of the Dutch would come a few different countries. First, the, the lowlands or, you know, Holland and mm-hmm. Denmark and the such, and then also Germany. And from Germany, you know, comes the Nazis. And then you have the Romans, who later were the Italians, which mm-hmm. were the main part of the Axis in the wor- in World War II, right? right? So you would – it's a bit of a jump, but we'll just say that maybe there's a possible connection slightly based on the 
evidence of that they were in the same area. Do you know what the word Holocaust means? Uh, probably not what I think it means. What does it mean? It means sacrifice. Okay, then exactly what I thought it meant. But not just sacrifice. It means completely burnt sacrificial offering or a burnt Mm. sacrifice offered to a god. Okay. Now, I wouldn't have ever made this connection if I hadn't bumped it because I already knew that that's what Holocaust meant because I've been told that the the Jews didn't don't call it the Holocaust because they don't like the idea of the Holocaust being called people being sacrificed to God. Right. Uh, they like to call it um, something in Hebrew, and I forget exactly what it means. I think it means something like sorrow or something like that. Mm. And then, so when I bumped into the the the, the Celts calling themselves Aryans, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's all coming together. So <laughs> that's when I started doing some more digging to see if I can make any more connection between Nazis, the Holocaust, and Halloween. Uh-huh. What would you find out? So uh, I actually had to do a little bit of digging into the occult of the the Third Reich. Do you know about all the, the any of the crazy spiritual whack stuff that they would believe? Nope. Okay. We'll take, for instance, um, the the between World War One and World War Two, and Hitler became to power, and he I think it was uh, in the 30s, early 30s, somewhere that he came. I know maybe it wasn't. Yeah, it must have been the early 30s. He has started to try and build up his army without violating any of the rules. So instead of increasing the military, he created this pseudo Boy Scout thing, which I think he called Hitler Youth. Hmm. I don't know if they had a different name. And they would train in everything that soldiers train in minus combat. So it was like, I don't know, 85% army, but missing the 5% so you couldn't actually call it an army. Mm. Uh, and in that group, he um, later came what would be known as the, the most uh, loyal Nazis. And these ones got promoted into higher ranks and were used in the most loyal battalions uh, coming, uh, and they were made into the SS. Now, you know about the SS, right? Of course. Everybody knows about the Gestapo and the German SS. Okay, maybe not everyone, but their main emblem was a skull. Okay. They, they were, they're called uh, death rings. They give them these silverish colored rings that were just skulls and that came from the religion of the celts of the god of death okay and a lot of these things actually do tie back in some form or fashion to the celt um, religion just a little bit it's like a very warped measure of it so if if we're gonna take this a step further what you find is the the holocaust itself how would you know if that itself was based on the was based out of the religion? Well, I guess you, ah, I guess you really can't make that step. But if you're going to make the step that the people in the that why was it that when they were killing all the people in the Holocaust, why was it they were burning them? Why were they going through their forms of that kind of death as opposed to just shooting people? You would think that would be cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. I never really quite understood why it is that the Nazis insisted on their gas chambers and all of that, but not, you know, firing squads. There's been many genocides throughout history. None of them have used gas chambers like the Holocaust did. None of them have used burning of bodies like the Holocaust did. Mm. So it may not be the reason why the Nazis chose to kill people, but it might be the reason why they killed is might be tied to Halloween. Okay. So. Well, now you've got me on a hook. So I can't really say, you know, Halloween causes Holocaust. But I might say, if you're really big into Halloween, you just, and you became a psychopath, not saying that being into Halloween makes you a psychopath, but if you became a psychopath (laughs) and you combine that with Halloween, you might burn people more. I don't know if that's too big of a stretch. Ah, that's a big, uh, yeah, that's that's a leap. (laughs) Okay, maybe if you're into the occult. (laughs) <laughs> where was I okay yes the burning and all of that being sacrifices and all of that in the druid culture those that were chosen for sacrifice were generally picked up for the hollow uh, for the 
the main holiday of the God of Death. And that the way that they got it is one of the theories for where trick-or-treating came from. They would go from door to door, and you would have to offer a sacrifice uh, of wealth, like cows or grain or some form of wealth back in the day, right? And if you couldn't pay that, they would take family members, and they would take those people, and they would sacrifice them. Jeez. And that is one of the possible stories for how um, trick-or-treating started. There's there's a few other stories which are um, maybe slightly more <laughs> slightly well, more believable. The trick it, is more of a murder. <laughs> uh, because there, there are stories that, the, well, it, it's known that the people that were chosen for sacrifices first were convicts, prisoners, um, people that weren't wanted. But if they couldn't have those, then they would do the trick-or-treating thing. But if we go to the, the first part, which we do know that the sacrifices in the, in the Druids uh, was uh, the unwanted and all of that. What exactly did the Nazis refer to the people that they put in the Holocaust? Because it wasn't just uh, Jewish people. It was Slavs and Poles and Serbs and sure. Czechs. Uh-huh. And there was also uh, disabled people, um, people with uh, non-binary Gender, I think it's, or, or people's okay. unusual right, right. Um, sexual preferences were the ones <laughs> that they would choose. That That's how they would decide which ones were burnt, or in the way that we're calling it the Holocaust, those that were sacrificed. So this, this is where I'm getting the main connection. They're picking those that are least wanted for their sacrifices. Now, um... Well, I guess that about kind of ties all of that part together, I suppose, the parallels. So another – so the question is – maybe those are just some similarities. Maybe maybe that's not altogether. And then why there are so many different practices around Halloween that aren't quite carried over into, uh, you know, Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like – why is it that there's so much costumes and decorations and all of that? But I don't think there was any of that in with Nazis. And so I would say, yeah, um, maybe this is a bit of a stretch. But hey, it's bizarre conspiracies, and I'm coming up with the weirdest I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's take just a jack-o'-lantern, just the jack-o'-lantern itself. Okay. It's theory that it started to scare away evil spirits. There's many different um, horrendous faces in all decorations across the ancient world, from gargoyles in Europe to masks they would put out um, in China, and uh, you know the, the the Asian roofing thing that was. There's lots of lines that go down their steeply slanted roofs. And they're very straight lines uh, mm-hmm. on the roof. Yeah, I know what you're talking those, about. Those are aesthetic designs that are supposed to keep uh, evil spirits away because evil spirits can't mm-hmm. travel in a straight line, I think, is the, is the theory. That's weird, but okay. So there, but, but the main point is all across all cultures, ancient cultures, there's designs generally of – uh, ugly faces that are supposed to scare away evil spirits. And the evil spirits are said to come from those that die but aren't accepted by the god of death. And that's why on Halloween, they try to get as many people to go to the god of death and that there's less evil spirits about because more of them are accepted by um, the god of death, right? Mm-hmm. So the jack-o'-lantern is one of those where, you know, you it's supposed to be the same idea. It's the same thing as a gargoyle or one of those things supposed to help scare away. And so is the costumes. So the whole thing is supposed to be protecting you from evil spirits. Mm -hmm. So another tie in is what did Nazis do to protect themselves from evil spirits? Uh, I don't know. What do they do? Well, if you, have you ever looked at a, um, Nazi uniform and compared it to like a, a World War II Russian uniform or any other uniforms. They have almost no pockets. They're very smooth. They don't have a lot of gear hanging on. Like you look at an American soldier, boy, he's got everything hanging. He's got his, like his pan. And sure. His, but if you look at a Nazi, it's like there's clean uniform, right? Is the clean uniform supposed to ward them away? Yes. 
cleanliness. But it's just a uniform. Yeah, but it, it doesn't have any niches. Okay. Hey. It's a bit it's a bit of an odd one, but okay. <laughs> you go, well, where would they get this idea from, right? Celtics. Apparently yeah. they take everything from them. Well, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> if you look at the old uniforms of the, the, the Celtic priests, they wore the same thing where they deliberately wore these gowns, kind of like a judge's robes that... Um, just just a really smooth veil or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the I, that was the idea. And oh, <laughs> here's my big connecting piece of evidence. Do you know mm-hmm. what color they were? They were the same color too. <laughs> what color was that? Red. Um, not quite black, but a a grayish dark color. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was trying to find any connection between, you know, goose stepping, but that one apparently does not have its origins in Celts. So uh-huh. that's my crazy theory for that's the cool. how. Um, so yeah, I wonder what traditional Halloween practices are in Germany. Probably can't be too I, too different from ours. See, right? I don't I don't know if they actually have too many Halloween practices. I don't know if Halloween's the German holiday. I thought it was a, a worldwide thing. It might be. I okay, so that, all right, I do know that they don't have uh, they don't celebrate Halloween in the Middle East because it's not part of the religion. Well, the thing is, there's some places that it's not part of the religion, but they do celebrate it. Like, um, I believe it's in the Orient. Just because um, there's a lot of Americans that celebrate it, uh, right, right. It, it's kind of like a leaking over of a holiday. Like we don't celebrate, um, we celebrate some holidays that are I don't forget which ones it is, but there's like a few that are kind of strange that are like slowly leaking in. That you know you'll see people celebrate. Oh gosh, it was, it's one of those smaller ones, like. Not Earth Day, but, you know, similar to Earth Day. A lot of people know that that day exists, but not very many people actually do anything about it, right? Sure, sure, yeah. I forget which one it is, but it's similar to that. There's tons of them. But they're from other holidays, but we we kind of celebrate. I think it's it, Halloween's like that in a in other countries. It's like, yeah, mm. that, that, that's the creepy day. That's the so good, they're aware of it, time. they just don't really do anything for it. Well, I don't not. Most of them, like not not very many people do anything for Earth Day, but there's some people that's a big deal to them, you know. Sure, I'm assuming all the vegans probably, and that's about it. Um, I know. Let's see, two vegans and somebody who wishes they were vegan but can't be. <laughs> Why can't they be? Uh, allergies. There's just not enough things that they can eat that they're not allergic to. They have to eat meat because they're allergic to everything else, pretty much. Well, yeah. I, guess, I suppose a keto diet would be best for that person. Anyway, is meat keto? <laughs> yeah, it's basically all it's it's all protein and no bread. Oh, I, I think I'm having it confused with paleo. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what paleo is. Hey, I don't keep up with them. My diet is like, and good food. Let's see, let's eat good food. Oh, wait, is that macaroni? No, 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 no. stay fa- focused. Anyway, <laughs> I'm getting off topic here. I don't like macaroni that much. <laughs> you know, it's it's good if you put it with a little a bit of vinegar and Tabasco sauce or just any other very hot pepper base. Sauce. See, I, don't, I don't like vinegar in foods. I think it has a weird uh, taste to it. Yeah, well, you haven't had vinegar macaroni. <laughs> Probably you ever- never will. <laughs> okay. Um so that's that's pretty much I had what I had for the Nazi tie-in to mm-hmm. Halloween. Just a little something that you know, it, even though it's probably not true, it doesn't really matter now that you know it. You can just be like, pop it off to your friends next Halloween, whatever, and they'll be like, "What, really?" And see how many you can get to be <laughs> like, "Yeah, you didn't know this." I feel like Halloween came out of like a collective effort. From all sorts of uh, cultures and countries. I think that's best describes America in general, you know. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? On a scale of 1 to 10, how believable is the Nazi Halloween tie-in? 100%. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your faith in me. 
Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm the only person who's ever made that connection. I think so. You heard it first. Bizarre Conspiracies, where we talk about Halloween traditions and food. All in the same podcast. <laughs> well, Halloween is centered around sugary foods. That's pretty much all it is today. Eh, candy's not food, it's just snacks. It, it's global acceptance of uh, corn sugar-based products. I mean, you wouldn't... Uh, get off this podcast and say, okay, what am I going to have for dinner? Mmm, a nice big plate of Reese's Pieces. I just might. You never know. <laughs> I mean, to us, because we're crazy about peanut butter and Reese's Pieces, but <laughs> yeah. if, <laughs> to if the normal was, people. <laughs> if, if candy wars became a thing, I am 100% willing to fight and die for Reese's. <laughs> yes. World War Candy. I, I'm team Team Reese's. <laughs> I as All well. Right. So, do you want to tell some of your ghost stories? Sure, I got time. Uh, so, this one is called the Storm. Now, these are traditional, uh, handed down kind of those classic ghost stories. You know, parents will tell their kids, and the kids will tell their friends, and they'll grow up and tell their kids, etc. You know, um, but this is a ver- this is a story I actually haven't heard. Before and usually, I mean, with ghost stories, I, I almost nearly heard them all. But since so this one's called the storm, supposedly true, there is this problem going around. Yeah, no one knows what it is, and no one knows how to fix it. But it always seems to happen with a young girl. Sometimes a boy. Most of the time, it's a girl. And as all young girls do, the story takes place at a sleepover. And the story I've heard about is a girl named Nancy who has her friends Tammy, Audrey, and Cakes over to spend the night. Now, as the day gets darker and darker and cold, she gathers them into her room to tell ghost stories. But there is only one rule. They must not leave the lights on. Or, I'm sorry, they must leave the lights on at all times. No matter what happens, gotta leave them lights on. She knows uh, about it because it's happened before. In fact, it's happened several times to her. Yet her friends convinced her. They talked her into it. Turning the lights off to give it a more uh, theatrical. I mean, that's the only way to tell ghost stories. It's the only way to tell ghost stories. But they convince her and she turns the lights off. She doesn't think uh, too much about it, but she does kind of have this like, okay, something might happen. But all right, we'll give it a shot. This is a rather strange problem, so... Whenever the lights are off, she will get uncontrollably scared. I mean screaming and crying kind of scared. But when she goes to turn the lights on, the other people in the room will be standing there with empty hole, black holes for eyes, staring back at her with mutilated bodies, still freshly cut and bleeding. They're talking to her. Come with us. This is what they're saying, right? So Nancy starts whimpering because she knows what's going to happen. Then she 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 heard a little girl's voice, and she knew it couldn't be one of her friends. She, she, she recognizes her friend's voices. She doesn't recognize this little girl's voices. This little girl is saying, Ring around the rosies. Oh, you remember that, right? Yeah. Do you know every, the origins of that little, song? Oh, I actually, I, I remember reading about it and didn't think that it would that a, a, an old nursery rhyme would be uh, so horrid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could tell, you can tell the origins of it when I'm done so, with it. We have all know about the Great Plague, the bubonic plague. Mm-hmm. The plague that said to have killed a half of Europe and two-thirds of Asia. Right. What, now, in order to help people keep the disease down they would tell them to burn the remains of the dead who died to the the plague down to the ground so they'd burn the house they'd burn the the bodies everything turn it all to dust Mm -hmm. now what they found is they had a problem with the children sometimes wouldn't know what to do if their parents were to die and it was just them 
So how to teach these children the proper method <laughs> to biological um, fallout. So they put it into a nursery rhyme, rings around the rosy. That means if you have rings around your eyes, pockets full of posies. That was the idea of how to cure the or prevent the disease is mm. you would uh, it was some sort of a herb that you would put inside of your pockets now obviously it doesn't actually do anything but that's what they thought would help is it says it smelled strong or bitter like a medicine it must actually have some sort of healing property so you fill your pockets full of it ashes ashes we all fall down that's the story of if everyone is dead you light everything on fire and everything to ash how how funny it became a children's kind of a a, a play play kind of like a play jam because you know and now did you do you know that uh, on the playground at school would you join hands with a bunch of them sing the song and you'd yep. all go in a circle and yep. at the very end when you say we all fall down you would all fall down and play yep. dead and you have no idea what the cause that but it's like the worst plague in human history. <laughs> And yeah. there you are mimicking and, and, it. And what, children are doing this. 700 more years later. For generations we've been doing this, right? Yeah. It's creepy. But this, uh, you were saying that the. Yeah, she, she <laughs> hears this little girl's voice singing the song, right? Ring around the rosies. Pocket full of posies. And like you were saying, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. So that's when Nancy got so, so scared she just had to turn the lights back on so she jumped up fumbled around for the light switch but as her hand found it she didn't want to turn the lights on all of a sudden at that exact moment there was lightning flashed from the storm outside and in that split second she could see her friends all of her friends with empty black sockets in their eyes just standing there with smiles on their faces come play with us nancy of course, the room launched into complete darkness after that. Nancy yelled and screamed. You can faintly hear them continuing the song, Ring Around the Rosie. And that's the story. Suppose one of those urban ghost stories, right? Hmm. Uh, one I've never heard before. Uh, it, it makes me wonder, though. Like, we were just uh, explaining the, the origins of Ring Around the Rosies and how kids are... You know, having fun, goofing around with it, right, with their friends at the playground. But it's something so horrific that happened in history. And then something like this happens, right? Like, you get this little paranormal activity going on, and they're singing this song. That adds an extra layer of creepiness to me. I have uh, a murder story, like I was saying. Uh, I'll make it a, a little bit short. Uh, there was a um, couple that was found dead. And it's unknown who it was who's murdered them. It's an unsolved case. Ooh. But what is known about it is Ronald Sisman and his and Elizabeth uh, Plat Platzman uh, were slain in, I guess, New York. Yeah. Yeah. In New York in 1981 on Halloween Day. They were uh, severely beaten and shot in the head Um inside of their own apartment, which had been completely ransacked. At first, the police thought that maybe this is a case of uh, somebody robbing the house for just drug money because they had no leads, no reason, no one with a motive for wanting the, this couple dead. So they thought maybe this is just a random crime, people breaking in, stealing money, stealing valuables, killing the couple, and leaving. But then... Something unusual happened. Mm. One of the informants that uh, they re got an informant who said that there was a man who had been telling them that had predicted that the crime would happen on Halloween weeks before. Uh, so they went and <laughs> they followed this informant back to the to jail, mm. and they found who it was that had been making these predictions that there would be a couple that was killed on Halloween and that the police wouldn't be able to determine the crime. And even in the, the way that the bodies were found, 
inside of the apartment, beaten and shot in the head. Jeez. The inmate was David Berkozoy. Berk-o- Berkozitz? Anyway, he's more known and more commonly known as the son of Sam. Uh, he's a famous, um, I guess infamous is probably better, infamous serial killer. He He's a, quite an interesting one that... Because he, he wasn't like a mass murderer who goes out and attacks an area and tries to kill as many people as he could. He's a serial killer. You know, he kills one or two people uh, secretly and tries to get away with the crime and killing as many as he could. He was this fellow was later arrested um, after killing eight people. And in his interrogation, uh, having uh, I think he was on the loose for two years. He confessed to the shootings and pleaded guilty. But in his uh, questioning, he stated that his Labrador retriever was possessed by an ancient demon that issued irresistible commands that he must kill people, that his dog uh, demanded the blood of pretty young girls. Uh, And he stated there are other sons out there to do the work of Sam, his dog. Um, Well, no, not, not... Okay, no, sorry. Sam was not his dog. Sam was his former neighbor, Sam Carr. But he said that he worked for Sam and so did the, the ancient demon that was inside of the dog. Later, he recount, uh, recanted this state that the dog uh, was demoned and that he was a son of Sam and all of that. But it's long known that he was very occultic while... Um, mm-hmm. While he was in his killing spree, he actually mailed a book about witchcraft to the police in North Dakota with uh, several passages underlined, including um, names of people, Perry uh, and Arliss, hunted, stalked, and slain, were underlined. Mm. In reference to um, uh, uh, Aris Perry, a... A uh, 19-year-old who had been murdered at her death and uh, occurred in 1974. Yeah. But he said that he never actually killed her. And in fact, nothing can tie her, uh, tie him to her murder. He says that it was another one of the sons of Sam. And he said of the six people that he was claimed to have killed, he only murdered three of them. Hmm. So it's interesting that later... He would then predict the death while in jail of this couple that would die on Halloween day saying the sons of Sam. That's creepy. That is creepy. (laughs) I think we shall. I think we shall leave it there because my story will not trump that. (laughs) That. Wow. It's the witchcraft, of course, right? I have no idea what to make of that one. I bumped into that and said, this is a a perfect Halloween story. Yeah. Like, this is my monk story of ghost horror stories. And that actually happened? Go to. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well. Uh, In fact, there's, it's a well-known thing. There's even, um, like, for instance, legislation has been passed called uh, the Son of Sam Law, which means that people cannot... um, make money uh it's supposed to some way keep people from profiting off of books movies and other stories about the Uh, crimes i see because he he wrote books i think i don't know interesting that's insane now if he wrote a book about the occult though would you want to read it uh probably i think i'd give that one a pass (laughs) really (laughs) yeah i'd be like "Mm, i don't know if i want to actually dig too deep into this guy's I'm brain. Not, I'm not going to enact. Right, of course, but... But I'd be he, curious to see I, what I think, it, what he wrote. Yeah. Well, part of me is a little afraid of, like, you know, all the dark places his mind's been. Like, do I want want to willingly listen to what he has to say? But then part of me is like, yeah, you've done way worse than that. <laughs> you spent two hours straight on YouTube once watching weird stuff. Well, true. I mean, how bad could it be? But then again, this one—it's—it's kind of like um, 
it would be interesting for a history or for a historian to read Mein Kampf, right? But do you really want to read it? Should you really read it? Huh. Hmm. Hmm. You think you might say something about Halloween in there? It's <laughs> <laughs> only one way to find out. Man, we we would so so get banned from all all of our sites from posting stuff. If I'm like here in Minecraft, it says, <laughs> Oh yeah. No, I, we meant Minecraft. Wink, wink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, you just remind me of one of the hilarious videos I've seen. This guy, oh, this kid is asking for Minecraft and he asked his grandfather to get him Minecraft for Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I love it. You haven't said it yet, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's it's funny because, you know, uh, the father is there and he's recording kids opening their present. And he's like, what'd you get? A book? <laughs> and he's like, he asked for it. Minecraft, Grandpa. Minecraft. Where did you even get this? I got a good deal on on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I wonder if the kid kept the book. No, I think... In, did in the, did the, the father video, take it away? Yeah, I think the video ends with the father walking towards the trash can. <sighs> oh, man, that's too funny. Uh, <laughs> no, I think... I don't think we would be banned. I don't think we'd be Alex Jones from the internet. And we talk about some crazy things here, but I don't think anything too provoked, too provoking like that. Hilarious. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Bizarre Conspiracies. I don't even know what I'm going to name this. Minecraft? <laughs> Welcome uh, to Bizarre Conspiracies Halloween Minecraft Edition. Uh, you know, I've never played Minecraft. I haven't either, and I don't know why it's so popular. I think I think I know, and that's why I've never played. I'm like, boy, that could be addicting. Hours and hours of just doing whatever you want? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Maybe. I, I, you can build stuff inside of Minecraft. Well, yeah, yeah. So but I, don't know I, I have a feeling that like, you'd build one thing, and it I don't know. I don't know if it gives you a benefit, but I could totally see myself building a medieval castle. And like... You know what would be cool is if I just build like a castle and uh, with a moat and all that. And then I'd be like halfway into it and then I'd expand the design, right? And then I'd get halfway done with that and then I'd expand the design again. Because I'd be like, you know what my castle really needs? Maculations. You know what my castle really needs? It needs four towers. You know what my castle really needs? And then I'd be like, where did my life go? <laughs> You know what your castle really needs? Time traveling samurais? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we are officially off topic, I think that I, th I think that will have to do it for today. That's what I'm going to name this episode. Time traveling samurais. Yeah, that's mm. clickbait and a half. Yeah, it is. You think we'll be Alex Jones for it? No. Nah. No one gets, no one gets banned for clickbait. A few people do, but that's on YouTube. And that's only if it's like offensive what? clickbait. I just got a link. Oh yeah, that's that's for after the sh after the show. <laughs> well, all right. I think that will conclude it since we're going way off topic. But uh thank you for listening to Bizarre Conspiracies. And uh you know what? What? We are man, we're already in November. Yeah. Time is flying by. Um so I guess pretty soon we will talk about, again, the history of... Did we do Thanksgiving last time? Any of uh, the times? The problem we've had with Thanksgiving is it's well-documented, and there's not too many theories uh, on it. Very true. But yeah, very we could. I think, I think there's maybe a few things we could dig up, or I don't know. Maybe some obscure about the, things about Thanksgiving or something. There's always something. There's, there's always something in the surface. Right. Below the surface. So and There's nothing wrong with digging into the lore of... Cooking eels and where did the turkey come from? It wasn't there and originally, was it? Mm -hmm. Why did we take know. the white tail out of Thanksgiving? Oh my god. Alright. I don't like deer. Let it be known. White tail tastes gross.
He doesn't. Eric Patino. He doesn't like a white tail on his bumper. He doesn't like it on his plate. He doesn't like it in his freezer, and he doesn't like it um in his podcast. I don't know. I can't make it rhyme. I'm no doctor. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I will not eat white tail anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll come up with that we'll, we'll find it later alright well thank you for listening we'll see you in the next episode